are shooting the shiz at. Here we go. Yeah. There's uh, my old band playing here, dancing on a bullet. Nobody else can hear it. Just me. That's how we roll. But yeah, here we are shooting the shiz at. We still got uh, Heidi Katrina with us. Can't get rid of her. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm here with uh, the rebel himself, Starbuck. And Heidi Katrina, the golden Amazon, as we call her, since uh, she's rather golden most of the time. How you doing? You were training pretty darn hard today. How does it feel? Yeah, it feels good. My body's probably going to regret it in a couple of days, but that's all part of the plan, you know? I do. All too well. Is it, doesn't Marty Jones always say no pain, no gain? Exactly. Exactly. Mm. You know, it's, we kind of enjoy a little bit of pain now and again getting stuck in that's true getting getting into it get into it <laughs> when, when you say stuck in do you mean like gorilla monsoon like stick a fork in him he's done yeah sure why not like that's yeah, that, totally. that, that that kind of stuck in like yeah. when you're staring up at the lights you, you, you just did the job kind of thing yeah a bit, a bit of both really yeah, yeah. More, more like ground and pound you know body to the canvas type stuff attack know? attacking the canvas exactly attacking exactly. the mat being one with the canvas if you will painting the canvas yeah yeah Hell yeah. I like if that. you I like will. I think I think all wrestlers seem to use that if you will line. Yeah. Dust the road, the Mac and dream if you will, baby. I've never I heard think, anyone say that. I think you should actually do this podcast now in an American accent. Sure. <laughs> come on, it's a good come start. On. It's a good start. Come on, Ms. Katrina. My Show. name is Heidi Katrina. Well, that's pretty good. Let's see her. Well, how's the Canadian accent go? You've been hanging around hey, these Canadians. Let's eat some poutine, eh? Poutine? Poontang? Is that poontang. a little bit too close? Poontang. <laughs> I'm down with that. Poontang, Heidi, eh? Heidi, you're going to help us eat some poontang? Hey, this is not that kind of podcast. No, all. not Behave anymore anyway. Thyself. Not anymore after the incident. Oh, no. the incident? Do tell, do tell. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold back. Yeah, yeah, well, hey, anyway. even Even the rock... <laughs> Even The Rock asks if you like poontang pie. Now, what's what do you say? Come on now, answer. You want to take this one? No, 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 Heidi, I'm asking you. Me? The Rock asks you, do you like the poontang pie? Serious interview going on here. Come on. It depends who's asking. But the, I... the Rock, I just <laughs> said. Rock, uh, well, you know, I don't kiss and tell, so I'm afraid I can't answer it. Oh, boy. <laughs> There's a K-Fizzade going on over here. Yeah. <laughs> Cave is Abe. Certainly is. Well, uh, today on Shooting the Shizat, we are going to shoot some Shizat on uh, all over the um, casino battle, or what do you call it? Casino ladder match from AEW's Dynamite last night, for us anyway. Yes. This is uh, live on Thursday evening in uh, Helsinki, Finland. Mm -hmm. So last night at about, what was it, would it be 3 o'clock in the morning, Dynamite started. And uh, so it's hard for us to watch it live, but we did, at least I watched uh, the show and these uh, lovely people also watched most of it anyway. And But we're going to watch the main event um, because it's, I guess, a rather special match being a ladder match for a giant poker chip and some... <laughs> uh, genius. Yeah, I guess genius. And some, genius. some interesting things happened anyway. Hmm. So... Uh, but before that, uh, what else we got going on? We got uh, this fitness expo coming up. You oh, want to it's talk coming. a little bit about that? Oh, I knew that would uh, it's coming. the years. It's coming, I'm telling you. 
it's going to be the show. Hey, by the way, folks, if you want to get in on the free ticket raffle right now, all you got to do is go on social media, either on Facebook or on Instagram, and you repost some of our Slam Wrestling Finland posts. That's at Slam Rest. That's S-L-A-M-W-R-E-S. You repost some of our stuff regarding the Fitness Expo show. And you hashtag, especially hashtag, remember this, listen in now, Slam at N-F-E. That's S-L-A-M-A-T-N-E-F-E. Or N, N not N-E-F-E, N-F-E. Now let me do that again. Just hashtag S-L-A-M-A-T-N-F-E. That's what you do. And uh, once you've done that, you become eligible to win free tickets because we're giving away 50. That's 5-0-50 free tickets Boom. per Saturday and Sunday, October 16th and 17th, respectively. You want to be one of the lucky winners? Hashtag what I just told you. Reshare what we've already put out on social media. Yep at SlamRest, and uh, you might be getting an email very soon saying that uh, where your pickup point for your free tickets is going to be on the day yes. and the weekend of that event. What about you, Heidi? What do you got going on? Do you, what do you? What's next for you, actually, after you uh, sadly leave us over here in the, in the north? Sad times. Uh, I've got some stuff going on in England, some really cool shows coming up all over. And basically just waiting to return to Japan whenever they bloody open the borders. So, yeah. All right. And uh, so that's pretty vague, by the way. So you basically <laughs> said nothing without without saying nothing. Nothing gets past she, you, does it? No, she's a politician. In this, in this I'm business. I'm working, yeah. No, you're a politician. It's I like you, basically you, you said a whole lot of hoo-ha basically by saying nothing at all. Do you know what it is, Rebel? I do not like to disclose my plans. I like to just do them and then people see what I'm doing and that, I've kind of always been that way. I don't really like to be like, oh, I'm doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that. It just, it is what it is and it evolved and, it, and there it is. Well, you know, my old coach, Lance Storm, <laughs> said that like never believe anything until you're actually there. Exactly. Mm. 100%. Yeah, you know. Well, I guess that makes a lot of sense. And then yeah. now you give people this little bit of intrigue and they're mm -hmm. going to follow along and get on that social media. Where yeah. can they follow you on social media, by the way? So you can see all my antics and all my movements. Everyone always says I'm all Bowel over the place. Uh, well, maybe not. Hi so Heidi, much. where can we see your gym selfies? <laughs> Behave yourself, will you? Um, <laughs> at Heidi Katrina with two A's. That's why? Me. Hey, why two A's? None of your business, actually. Yeah. No, it is my business. <laughs> Double A. Double um, A. Uh, because, you know, my name, my full name, my surname is an A. So my real name is Heidi Katrina and my last name begins with A. So there we go. Nothing fancy. That's it, really. So when you tell people to, to, to hit you up, you say, just go at <laughs> Heidi Katrina. Double A. <laughs> Yep. Speaking of double A, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Where's this going? Yeah, this is a great segue. By the, you gave it to me. You just handed it over. Lobbed it like a, down, yeah? a softball right now. We're playing softball. Arn uh, Anderson's new name uh, on the internet. They, they have coined Arn Anderson Armed Anderson. Oh. Because well, I don't know if did you hear the promo that he gave. And he said uh, in, in, in a better way, he said that uh, Cody Rhodes 
uh, would just give his car over to somebody who tried to carjack him with no fight whatsoever. Oh. But if somebody tried to carjack Arn Anderson, he would get out, pull out his Glock, and blow the guy's brains out all oh. over the sidewalk. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, even I was sitting in my chair listening to the promo going like, holy shiz at Arn, what's going on here? I wonder if I wonder if Homeland Security, actually, or the FBI, maybe the CIA came knocking on his door after that. <laughs> you, so, Mr. Anderson, you have a Glock, do you? Yeah. Right. They, so his son is named Brock, and I guess his new name will be Glock Armed Anderson or Hell something. Yeah. But uh, there's memes galore. It, like mm. the memes started like uh, pouring out uh with the whole Arn Anderson's face on, you know, Scarface and, you know, he's always in every, <laughs> like all the, you know, old school rap albums, everybody's holding their guns. And then there's Arn Anderson in the back holding his gun and everything. So speaking of rap, I got to still cut my rap. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe, maybe not at the end of this year, but oh. next year is going to be fucking rap city, motherfucker. Oh yeah. Yo, yo, yo. What was that? Uh, you remember in WCW, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, he had the group, uh, and there was a, the West Texas Rednecks. Yeah, yeah. rap is crap. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I remember being a kid um, watching that and thinking it was hilarious that they even got, uh, I think the crew that was on the um, the rapper's side was this like No Limit crew with Master no, no, P. No, no Limit Soldiers. Soldiers, yeah, yeah. And there was a there was a few big dudes, but that was the time when they brought like the Misfits in, yeah. you oh know, and uh, none of the guys could wrestle um jerry only yeah jerry only and his brother oh, doyle yeah. von frankenstein and you remember uh, that the the, the t what was it the cage match with yeah. jerry only against dr death he, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's one to watch by the way if anybody wants to see when yeah. when shiznit gets real that is uh you know jerry uh well he was broken into the wrestling business that day so got a newfound respect for the biz but anyway we're going to be watching the the old ladder match, casino ladder match. And uh, by the way, there's there's news that uh, this Dynamite has done um, a drop in ratings. Now, it's still over a million. So but then again, people are going to probably have their way and and uh, and talk about it because it's down nearly nine percent um, from the last week's one point one point one five two million says here down to 1.053 million so uh i mean a hundred thousand viewers basically i i don't know it to me it's nothing to panic about i mean it's still over a million i wonder if it will kind of settle in and around you know 900 to a to a flat million i don't know what what do you think but they have been mm. rather you know piping hot with in terms of uh you know debuts and returns and all this kind of jazz going on that uh, they, how they can you been keep something to watch yeah the thing is but the question is how do you keep it up you know yeah it's like you can only do so many like new shocking turns or debuts or whatnot uh or even returns so i guess you know bray wyatt's going to be the next one coming in that's that's pretty much like yeah more or less a lock until kevin owens you know, or, and then probably um, I heard what was it December third. Uh, Johnny Gargano's mm. contract is up, so more or less, you know, you can almost smell the the toast burning at this point. You they think they're just going to scoop up those guys like Johnny? Gar I mean, it's you kind of be stupid not to get Johnny Gargano if he gets onto a free agency list. Yeah. Well, the thing is that, like, first of all, if you want to raise the level of your professionalism, 
you get rid of these certain guys like the Marco stunts that have nothing to really offer. They're just side show, like little, how could you say, like additives, mm. you know, and that's what they should be. They shouldn't be doing hurricane ranas to anybody and they shouldn't be doing wrestling matches because it's, it, it, it doesn't do any favors for the product. So if they're going to be there, let them be a mascot and that's it. You know, that's, that's their, that's their role and whatnot. And, let the big boys and let you know the real talent come in and do the job that it needs to be done. Um, if you want to take over the wrestling business, that's what you do. You're right. You you put out the best possible product that you can, and that's what that's where like these guys from the past, the Joey Janellas and the the Sunny Kisses and all them, they better damn well step up mm-hmm. because the thing is, otherwise you're going to have to step aside. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, Joey Janela has, I mean. He has worked on his body. I, I watched a, a match where, because I guess they have broken up him and Sonny Kiss, and now Janelle has gone heel and he turned on Sonny Kiss or whatever. And uh, I was actually surprised to see that Joey Janela has hit the gym at least five times uh, more than he ever did in his life. So, you know, that's good. If he's going to step up and, and uh, get his body in a, in a better look, because, I mean, if you're going to be on national TV or, you know, if you're going to be anywhere in that company, what we saw before, you know, Jelly Janella was, uh, it was not um, presentable in that way. And uh, like you said, it's a, it's a visual business uh, as, as well. Well, know? the thing is like, first of all, Janella, let's look at where he was, let's say a year ago. I haven't watched the stuff now, but like where he was, you've got a pasty white guy, no tan, mm. no muscle tone. Uh, no tan and no muscle tone on a pasty white body, which looks like just any schmuck from Radio Shack. Doesn't really translate the ticket sales for me. Mm. I just like if I ran a company, I just don't know if I want to put this guy on a poster because, you know, like, is this going to tickle the fancy of the general public? Mm. You put this guy's you know photo out and he's like, well, who is this schmuck? Is he a rock star? Mm. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm kind of interested to see where he goes and if his wrestling gets any better, um, because he's definitely working on his body. But um, that being said, uh, we got also Buddy, uh, formerly Buddy Murphy, now Buddy Matthews, who seems to be also somebody who's going to be coming in there, as well as Drew Gulak might be also there. Sami Zayn as well. They're talking about something, mm. uh, but I don't know how easily like uh, a guy like um kevin owens and Sami Zayn will get let go from wwe i mean they are main roster guys there hasn't been too many like um currently relevant main roster guys from wwe to go over to aew yet and i don't know is mm. there a is there a tighter stranglehold on those guys is the money just better uh or do they even feel more of that nostalgia or are they really treated better? Cause Seth Rollins, you know, has talked about how he uh, feels he loves it there and he thinks it's great. And um, why anybody would leave it's, it's uh, you know, he's bewildered. So. Well, the thing is, I mean, if you're a favored talent, you know, favor of nations, what, what not um, it's, it's always a better place to be when you're, when you're, how could you say, um, your hip with the boss or your hip with those people who are in power. 
And I think Seth Rollins has that favor. You know, it's much like Roman Reigns. I think that Reigns doesn't have nothing to worry about. Like much like the Undertaker had nothing to worry about when he was still around. Um, as long as you're favored, you've got an angel looking over your shoulder. Uh, for the guys that don't, though, I remember you know once again I'll, I'm going to go back and not naming any names, but this is like uh, I've heard this many times. But I was in Japan wrestling, and a former WWE star was on one of the uh, shows that I wrestled on, and and they said that. When you go to New York, which of course is slang for WWE, you have to make a choice. You can either have fun or you can make money. You can't do both at the same time. Yeah, uh, I mean, it it is true, I guess. Um, then again, I, I guess there there are guys who somehow just roll with it, and they're there for the money, and they they don't mind doing whatever it is, and. Um, take an early retirement and away they go. But uh, again, like you said, you know, they're probably never getting all the way up to the top. But um, but then again, I mean, uh, somebody like Brian Danielson is just looking so good right now, like way better than I have seen him in a long time. And I don't know, is that just because I prefer the style that he's wrestling right now? Or is it just that he's more invigorated somebody like christian cage as well i actually have enjoyed his matches now better than i did you know back in the day when he was i let's say in his prime you know they were almost like a little bit too stunt show stuff where if you look back with the edge and christian and and all those you know tlc matches and whatnot but um what uh what do you think over here in the corner of the room that uh do you think like uh, when if you are placed in a, you know, in a company that uh, that I guess gels well with, you know, your vision of what pro wrestling is, you know, it does it make it does it make it easier? Is it maybe a rhetorical question? I don't know. Does it make it easier to uh, to be better or is it better to have a, a challenge of trying to fit in with something that you're not necessarily um you know, uh, I guess square peg in a round hole. Yeah. Something like that. Is um, it more, is it more, is the challenge better or is the comfort zone better? Well, I think a bit of both. And to be honest, I think, uh, Daniel Bryan's got the paintbrush in his hand now so he can paint whatever he wants on the canvas, you know? And I think he, his creativity is just coming out from all different directions, stuff that he's gathered over the years and he now can just express it all in an art form. And I think that's really showing, you know, I love seeing that. I love seeing uh, wrestlers just express themselves creatively and with no holds barred. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, again, uh, I guess you said something in that uh, in that thing. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, I'm just kidding. Right. But uh, How dare you? big news for us anyway that uh, Brett the Hitman Hart has been inducted into the Canadian Walk of Fame. It's mm. kind of like the uh, that Hollywood. What what is it called? Hollywood Walk, Walk of, of Fame? Fame, I guess. Yeah, they they totally stole the name from us. But um, <laughs> but it's the first ever uh, professional wrestler to be inducted into the Walk oh. of Fame, and that's a, I believe it's in Toronto anyway, downtown Toronto. Cool. So that's next cool. time I go there, I will take a picture with yeah. the if it if the plaque is there already anyway. Yeah. But uh, quite a big thing because. It shows how big uh, Bret Hart was and what he meant to 
Canada at the time as well. Yeah. So, I mean, for me anyway, I was a huge Bret Hart mark and still am. And, um, you know, I, I was totally wrapped up into when he turned heel on the United States and was baby faced with the rest of the world. I was totally on board with that. You know, you would go into hockey arenas and uh, whenever they would play the American National Anthem, the whole, you know, Canadian crowd would boo and then sing your national anthem really loud and proud and then it was happening in the united states the opposite way around and i do think that you know i don't know if it was bret hart that caused it the hart foundation but um it was at least happening at the exact same time that kind of tension maybe it was kind of playful tension between the two countries in a sports atmosphere but it really really was a big big deal at the time um, I don't know if you remember, you must remember like that kind of time there, Starbuck, where, you know, there was that, uh, Hart Foundation, you know, Canada versus the U S and oh, yeah, all I recall that jazz. That. Oh, yeah. it was pretty, pretty hot at the time. 97. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It was 97. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there are, I think it was a different time because that was before the day of the internet. And I think the internet's killed so many things for wrestling where maybe it's helped in some ways, like streaming services. Mm. But I think like the mystique and, and the, how people buy into it, um, maybe in some way it's, it's made some kind of a return with this, you know, the, the hot AEW crowds because of things I've seen now, at least that like those people who buy into that AEW product, they're really passionate about being there and they bring their signs and that's the one thing that i think has been missing for years is the signs mm. and uh when you see the signs come out well somebody's got to be over because they ain't carrying those signs for nothing yeah it's nice i love seeing that especially when i was in japan i would just absolutely love it when fans would take the time to create a like a board or a banner with your name on like there's nothing better than looking up in the crowd and seeing your name like or just seeing like he like it's just it's such a beautiful feeling and i i love seeing the passion that the fans have with the the banners and the signs really i do i think it's a beautiful thing one day i'll have somebody with a sign are you gonna hold it for me yeah that uh, person will be me <laughs> and it will say this and i will oh whoa that's <laughs> oh. the sign i want i'll probably draw be the one drawing it anyway do you know what i've actually got a massive box of collection of signs that i keep every show i've ever had a sign at that's pretty cool I, I will always have that as well all over the world i've got fans like actual fans like you know like you fan yourself with oh, yeah. and just stuff like that and like and they're decorated with lights and flashing things and hmm. so cool right that is really cool all over the world i've just collected it like, i just i can't get rid of them they're mine forever it must be you know like for you guys who especially when you go off to a different country and you have hmm. uh you know people who actually come to the shows to see you yeah. whether they want to boo you or cheer you or whatever yeah. but it must be like humbling in a way and then you know also just uh kind of lights a fire under you that does it does at least uh, yeah. i mean you know buck has been doing it for a while so i don't know if the if the jitters have Jeez. have faded away uh but uh, i mean what if you go to a venue let's say in japan mm. and there's uh you know, a bunch of fans that are there and you can tell there's the Heidi section. Yeah, yeah you know. I love that. But does it does it put a lot of pressure on you to to, you know, 
wrestle as as well as you can or or does it kind of like free you up to and make you feel more comfortable so it actually just makes me realize why i'm doing this Mm. and you know when you have the down days and whatnot because it can be tough out there on your own but like when times like that just make you think oh god this is all worth it even when i was in america i had i had a, a couple fans one in particular chris he would drive like free states to come and see me on a show that's no joke. Like mm-hmm. imagine one day off you have a week or something and you would take the time out of your day to drive all that way and then all the way back just to see your favorite wrestler. I love that. Mm. And then whether it's in Japan where I came out of a train station and there's a group of screaming girls like, Haji, Haji, and they've been waiting there all day because they heard I was coming <laughs> by and they've got all these presents for me. And it's times like that you just look up and you think, wow, I'm so thankful that mm. this is happening. You know, I got to ask you, Heidi, because the thing is like the the one thing in our business that like you can't have that reception unless you're over. Oh. Right. You, 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 and that's the, the point. Lightly. No, no, really. I, I mean, the thing is, if people don't care about you, mm. they're not going to go out of their way to make you feel special or that they're mm. not, they're not going to cheer for you or conversely if you're a heel they're not going to hate you like in the way that people Mm. you know hate mjf for example or whatnot so my question to you would be uh what do you think it takes to get over i think you have to have a very good connection with who you are wrestling to you know we're not wrestling to each other we're wrestling to the people over the barrier like they have paid a ticket out of their pocket to come and watch us do what we do best. So we owe it to them to give everything we have to them. You have to build a good connection, in my opinion. And I feel like um, the way that you treat the crowd, the way you treat the fans is also very important. I take pride in respecting every single person that's come to watch me wrestle, everybody. I think it's, it's so important and people overlook it. They end up wrestling for each other or yourself, but we would be nowhere without them. So we have to really understand just how important they are. But break that down in layman's terms, like just Mm -hmm. briefly, how do you take that into account so that you take those people uh, and take them on that emotional ride? I think just doing something that evokes emotion out of them, doing something they care about, you know, wrestling and, and, and evoking any kind of reaction, whether it's good, bad, nothing. If you can extract information, extract a reaction out of them, then you've won them over, no matter what it is. You know, whether I'm going into a building and I'm a bad guy, I want everybody off their seats booing me, screaming, throwing stuff at me. And in the complete flip reverse, if I was a good guy, I want everybody, I want to look, like you said, I want to look over and see the Heidi section. And it's and it's just such a humbling experience, whether you're good or bad, whatever side of the coin you're on. But I think it's important to have to build that connection you do that by evoking emotion and the movements you do the the facials you have and telling a story for them i think mm. you know, telling it telling a story with your body with your body mechanics and everything about that makes sense yeah i mean i i'm rather new in the in the business in this way and um at least something that that i have found is what i really enjoy anyway uh well, first of all, I had this match against Stark Adder, and um, there was quite a quite a few uh, annoying fans in the crowd, especially you know <laughs> these guys who just don't stop taking pictures of me and drives me out, <laughs> drives me what? mad. But 
because uh, I told them in, in like it's if without my permission you can't take pictures and they, they just you keep... you told them in no uncertain terms no uncertain terms I even uh you know just I got a, a release form I got to bring the release Whoa. form next time that because this is getting out of hand and I start you know anyway but um, I yeah. I digress. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, but the thing is, I feel like um, what we are doing, especially, is uh, is so unique, and there is absolutely no other form of uh, sports or entertainment that even like resembles it. And yeah. you know, we can make uh, comparisons to stand-up comedy, uh, where you have to read the room, like uh, we've talked <laughs> about before. We're talking to Sin Bodhi about that as well, cool. and we we can make comparisons to a you know a jazz band like improvising you know <laughs> that a bunch of guys who don't know each other get up on stage and jam night and just go and start playing a tune that falls out of their heads you know that that's something that uh, we were talking to Matt Cross once and uh, he was just saying that you know that you would have to be an unbelievable musician you know not just any Joe Schmo musician can do that and uh but then but then there is a, a crowd and it's not like uh, an mma crowd yeah. that's just there watching you do your techniques and things like that you have to include them in on what's going yeah, on exactly. because they feed they're part of yep. let's you know they're part of what's happening sure. and i think that that's something that is uh is so unique and i think a lot of people don't understand it they don't realize that they are actually let's call it they're in the movie you know exactly all of a sudden you find yourself you're in you're in rocky you know and you're a fan yeah. you're a you're a person sitting in the in the in yes. the stands watching like watching the rocky balboa versus you know hulk hogan or something and it's like that's that doesn't exist anywhere else and and that's why i love it so much and yeah. um and those people should just sit their ass down. Next time they better listen. I'll tell you that right now. And can you make them care is ultimately the goal. Mm. Do they care? Mm -hmm, exactly. Are they playing on their phones or are they invested in what, you, what you're doing in the squared circle? So how do you make them care about you as a person? I just explained it. You did, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Did you not listen, Rebel? Did, did you, I, I think did, it's the... Did I not or did I explain it? Did, I think did, I did. did, did I went you, in deep. You, make, you make them care? How do you make them care? By, by taking note? By... By making them jump by, up and down? By everything I already said, you know, evoke, you have to evoke emotion out of somebody by the things that you do. Mm. Everything about who you are, the way you come out the but curtain, get, But go deeper. My, 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 my whole point, I'm pushing you, you to go deeper. So it's like, because the thing yes, is that... The, yeah, you, because the thing is, you have to be able to explain it in layman's terms. How do you go under, like, under the skin, or how do you go deeper to touch a person's emotions? By really dissecting the craft that you're putting out there, you really have to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. You know, from a psychological standpoint, why are you doing this? Mm. Why is this going to react? This this is going to get the type of reaction organically, or if you're doing it on purpose. Either way, why are you doing it? For what reason? Mm. And that I think, in my opinion, I could be wrong. Is how you build rapport with the crowd, how you build a connection with the poor, and the emotion in your eyes. Is it real? Is it really happening? Is it real to you? And if it's real to you, it's most likely going to be real to them because it is real. Okay. It's not artificial. Now, now you got to the point. Didn't you? Oh, you wanted the nitty gritty of the core. That's what you wanted. Yeah, because the, the thing, because core. because everything up to that point was just a, was a, what was a what was a fluffy sales pitch. How dare you! <laughs> I am a very deep person, and I will explain it however I wish. Thank you very much, boys.
Mm-hmm. Lads? Lads. Boys? <laughs> Where, where's that American accent gone? I was going to... <laughs> I was going to say something that required a beep then, but oh, luckily yeah. I was on the ball. I got so. a beep button somewhere on here. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Well, at least I got an applause button. Let's, let's hear it. Do. Come on. Wait, Can I get a round of applause for that as well? You Where's your fake it. applaud? Oh, well, Play I'll it now. The... Hey. This is a boo. You're on your last chance, mate. Yeah, there you go. Wait, what else <laughs> you got in there? Ooh, yeah. what's that one? But, but anyway, go, going back to just what, what <laughs> you digress. said a second ago. Anyway. It was Dr. Tom Pritchard. He was on. He was commentating the uh, the, the Brian Pillman tribute show match between between uh, Steve Regal, now William Regal in WWE, and um, his opponent at the time on the first. I think it was the first Brian Pillman tribute show. It was uh, Chris Benoit, and um, it's on the Chris Benoit Hard Knocks DVD, which I do happen to have on in my DVD collection, and uh, you can probably find it online, but. The point is that he says Pritchard does the Tom Pritchard that is does the commentary on that uh, particular de- uh, match, and he says this is a match that I showed all my wrestling students because this is the perfect ideal match that you want to have because uh, these two guys are not in the ring playing wrestler, they're not in the ring uh, acting the part of a wrestler, uh, they're not. You know, it's, they're actually in their wrestling. It's what cool. what they're doing. So, and he said that mm. if you feel it, they'll feel it. Yeah, if well, you go. believe it, they'll believe it. That was see. That's the, that's really the point of what of making a connection in my estimation is that you can't if you're not one hundred percent sold on what you're doing. Mm. How the hell are you going to make anybody else believe? in what you're presenting yeah right so that's i think is is the the nuts and the bolts of conviction if you don't have conviction in what you represent what you do i don't think anybody else is going to buy it either anyway moving on yeah well uh that being said why don't we uh, start okay. watching this uh casino ladder match let's get into and it. let's see yeah let's get into it with uh <laughs> with the three of us um <laughs> But uh, nice. this is. Let's see if uh, they can evoke emotions out uh, out of us. You know, let's see if the fans uh, in attendance here uh, for AEW Dynamite. I'm not sure where were they here. Uh, Philadelphia, I think. Awesome. Uh, and they actually did because um, I believe they also filmed Rampage after Dynamite. Mm. Um, and then Tony Khan had did a speech uh, saying how he. Uh, uh, Philadelphia is such a special place because uh, ECW is all yeah. you know Philadelphia, and that ECW was the his big inspiration. That he that's oh. the reason why he wanted to create his own wrestling company. He brought out Taz, Jericho, Jerry Lynn, Dean oh, Malenko, yeah. and just said about how those guys are his heroes, and you know that he's so proud uh, that the atmosphere that um, that these guys have created for. You know, the backstage and all that jazz. It, I'm kind of wondering, though, mm-hmm. would Tony Khan do the same pep talk in, let's say, Atlanta, Georgia, where he would say that uh, that uh, I'm doing this because I grew up on Georgia Championship Wrestling? You know, because the thing it's is possible, that, right? Beca- because the thing is that I've been to Motley Crue concerts. <laughs> oh, and I've heard the pep talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, Helsinki, you're awesome tonight. I, you're, this is, 
this is one of the most incredible crowds on this entire tour that we've had. You guys, you guys take the cake. I mean, it's like right. this, that, and the other. And it's, I'm sure that as soon as they go over to Stockholm, it's the same fucking. <laughs> Everywhere's nice, it's, Rebel. Everywhere. Yeah. Why can't everywhere be nice? <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> be nice. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Isn't this a lovely place? I love Helsinki. Yeah. Sure. I actually do, though. It's a shoot. I'm shooting the Shazaz. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that you, you came back. I love it here. What are you on about? <laughs> no, no, no. It's bloody fantastic. Don't you agree? You've been here eight years. Yeah, they won't let me go. But uh... <laughs> Canada don't want you either, do they? <laughs> <laughs> ah, if only you knew. But um, <laughs> let's uh, let's get ourselves there. Uh, it, we're an hour, 39 minutes, 49 seconds. So let's say an hour and 40 minutes into... Um, into this uh, AEW Dynamite on Fight.tv. Yes. So um, so this is the ladder match. This is the main event. So, folks, if you want to watch along, we're going to do this 3-2-1 press play now. And when, when I say press play now, on the now, press play. Otherwise, just hold your fucking horses. Yeah, one hour, Whoa, 40 easy. minutes Whoa. on the beam. Easy. Hottie, you're pissing me off easy. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Getting lippy. How dare you? One... I, d I dare. I do dare. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I do. We'll see. We'll see. One hour, 40 minutes on the bean. On the bean? Uh, is that... What kind of bean? Well, I'll fucking give you a drop toe hold on the doorstep <laughs> if you don't watch her. There's no need for that, is there, Rebel? Behave yourself. <laughs> give you a hip toss into the bush. Whoa, geez. <laughs> that sounds sketchy. When I used to wrestle uh, it, you know, with my with my brothers in our backyard, and yes. it was it was not you know backyard wrestling, although yes. it was wrestling in the backyard. Uh, and I had just seen some ECW stuff like Sabu and Terry Funk and the barbed wire thing. Would throw my brothers into the bushes, and we would pretend it was the barbed wire. It was because <laughs> awesome. it would it would give you little cuts anyway. That is but, awesome. Um, <laughs> Let's uh, one hour, 40 minutes into AEW Dynamite um, with the casino ladder match. What Dynamite is this? It's uh, somewhere on this page that uh, we can't. Oh, there it is. Episode 40-21. Yeah. That's the one. So if you're not there yet, then uh, oh, you did. you've got only yeah. a few seconds to go. So as I say, as I count down three, two, one, and then say press play now on the now word Press play. So, are you ready, folks? Heidi, are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm I'm I was ready. I was born. Oh, ready. you stole my life! No, 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 oh. no, Heidi. Because I'm gonna get more time. I'm gonna tell you something. You need to know this, okay? On the day I was born, the nurses gathered around at the wonderment which they had found. Head nurse spoke up. She said, "Leave this boy alone," because they knew right then and there that I was bad to the bone. Oh, bang, bang, bang! Clink, clink, clink. All right. <laughs> Okay, folks, get ready. Here we go. Three, two. Okay, so once again, hey, we're on fight.tv, okay? So AW, here we go. Three, two, one. Press play now. All right. So, I like the bear. Hell yeah. Yeah, they're really giving the baby face pop here. I love it. Who the hell is this Wheeler Yuta anyway? Uh, he's uh, apparently a protege uh, of these guys. Um of the best friends and he he was wrestling in new japan uh new japan strong anyway and he he's not bad he's got some actually really good uh, chain wrestling skills um 
you know, and, and he's down with the best friends, apparently. Cool so, hats, by the way. Yeah, I have no idea how to get rid of them. But, uh, you don't need to. They're beautiful. <laughs> but um, <laughs> r- r- reminds me of a pride parade. Yeah. There you Hell go. Yeah. Are they flashing all kinds of stuff? That's so yeah, awesome. Yeah. I can change it up. I what? got a new That's laptop. So oh, my go. God. That is sick. Look at that. Yeah. That if only you guys beautiful. could see. But anyway, here comes Pac. By the way, uh, apparently Wheeler Yuta is a good-looking guy. Yep. Yeah. Says who? Says the. Says who? Says uh, all the chicks out yep, there. I'm, chicks I haven't there. heard. I haven't heard the reasons so, why. But yeah, I, somebody explain to me. At least uh, Pack here. He's an interesting-looking man. I would, you know, if they made those Stretch Armstrongs, you remember those? Oh, my God. Did you have those? Well, I wasn't uh, fortunate no enough, but I think they should make a Stretch Armstrong version of Pack because he Dude. does look like a rubber man. I thought we only had them in the UK. Oh, Stretch Armstrong is a yeah. complete Canadian product. Well, well, back it up, okay? <laughs> I don't know. Back it up. I don't know the history. Easy now. You know, there's that Toys That Made Us show on uh, Netflix. Have you seen that at all? No, I don't. I don't watch TV uh, or well, Netflix. Netflix. But anyway, Toys That Made Us. It's pretty good. They got a you know uh, about uh, the it. wrestling figures. Uh, I can I, I pretty, can check that it's out. It's pretty interesting. Uh, the the oh, cool. The stuff about like how guys were trying to uh, to get the what would you call it like the patents or the WWF wanted some figures and you know nobody really wanted to make them for them. Yeah. And you know they wanted you know those Hasbro ones. You know. That, yeah. And then then they. Anyway, there's a good, really good evolution of, uh, of that kind of toys. There's He-Man, you know, and um, Ninja Turtles. That's actually a very interesting episode. About I, the Ninja I, I used to collect oh. He-Man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did I you did. know they reissued the original toys now because they're trying to uh, go off of the mm. the new weird Netflix show. But they they got their. Oh, they've killed He-Man now though. Yeah, but they. I was uh, in the in the. Oh, there's a nice tilt to world backbreaker. I got to start doing that, to be honest with you. That was beautiful. Um, not too many guys I can do it on, but I'll definitely TT Suicide will take that next time. I guarantee Whether he likes you. it or not, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, but the, I was surprised that in the in the store there, I saw they were from the original molds of those He-Man toys. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and uh, well, he's pushing the ladder out of the ring. So so far. They're doing a lot of shtick here, waiting for the next guy to come down. You know what they call this, right? You guys know what they call what they're doing. The shtick? Yeah. The shtick. It, it's called character work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The shtick. Heidi, do, do you know your character work? You tell me. Do I know my character work? Come on. Oh, you gotta, do you have the confidence to tell me? Yeah. I know my character work. Yeah, there you go. You have to, really. Well, they say it's either you or an evolution of yourself, right? Is that what they say? Yeah, they say. Who's who, who's they? I've been told by many people. Oh, you have, huh? That is, that is the case, yeah. Andrade El Idolo. <coughs> With really Jose like as his assistant. <laughs> Sorry. I like the matte black ladders. They're really cool, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I like that. Nice little touch. They're inconspicuous by their presence. Mm, Where do you get like ladders me. like that, by the way? Because I have been in a, in a few hardware stores here in Finland, and they <laughs> don't can't. have this. I'm telling you, they yeah. don't have these double sided ladders like Unfortunately, this. Unfortunately, you you can't. Did you say the c word there? I said you can't. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you try I just, and set uh... me up like this? <laughs> I'm gonna flip your laptop upside down. 
Oh, come on. You like the colors. Yeah, on, I do. Oh, the lights have stopped, though, so I'm not happy. Yeah, there we go. Catch All right, it. popping away forearms on the top of the ladder. Here we go. Some bad forearms there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, they, they, yeah. I love the chip. They're, they're looking do? to get into it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, there you go. oh, my God. That was beautiful. Sunset flip bomb. Oh. That's a big one. Pack just sells that and takes it super nice. And Bro. I like here, actually, Andrade selling his tailbone. Like, why wouldn't you? Maybe it's. It's probably legitimate, to be fair. <laughs> I, just, I saw Heidi selling her tailbone tonight. Oh, my gosh. My Oof. tailbone's battered. Absolutely battered. It's your training. It's just too damn extreme, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know. Well, I had a lot of people complain about it in the past, so. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, some people just, uh, well, here we go. Here's your They're character work as well. It, you know what I mean? Well, I had one punter who, who went on to train some people Ooh, in Finland say shot. that, uh, that uh, I have a demotivational way of uh, training nah, people. Um, I wouldn't agree. No, nah, I wouldn't agree with that at all. Yeah. Still hands in the pockets here. That was a bit of a soft drop, like drop kick. You got to remember, yeah. how do you, some people, they got personal agendas, so they tell you all kinds of bullshit. You just keep your head down, don't you? Well, you Focus eyes on the prize. No, you don't keep your head down. You keep your head up so you can see the knives coming. Oh, there you go. Do you think they put Matt that. Hardy in this match, by the way, just for the whole Oof. TLC Gorgeous. legacy that he has. Yeah, I think so. Because he looked like I don't I don't want to say anything bad about the guy because I respect him like crazy, but he is looking like rather hurting, don't you think? I well, mean, I think he he's done incredible, amazing things in the business, and I almost sometimes these are kind of the times where I feel bad for these guys that uh, you know that they got to go and do this. Well, this is a pretty dangerous match, whether you whether you take it soft or not. You have to do some pretty big spots, you know, or else people get people are not going to be too thrilled. I'll tell you what, I've had one ladder match in my entire career, and I don't care to do another one. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Only one? Yeah, only one. How did that go? Uh, it went fairly decent. I mean, I was pretty happy with it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, we didn't do any, like, just off the wall insane yeah. spots and shit like that i'm not gonna risk my health for yeah. nice spike because because there. because of the gimmick you know yeah, it's, it's unpredictable isn't it the ladder yeah i mean the thing is you got to be wary of what you're doing you yeah. it's, it's still your your health definitely yeah. definitely 100% it's tough here goes a pack for this uh moonsault the what is it orihara moonsault oh, one thing of beauty his moonsaults are honestly but I still, you know, that he's not just jumping back up, you know, because that, that's a higher risk maneuver. Should Yeah. A lot of, of guys, you know, they hit that and then they're, you know, celebrating with the fans right after. So. But who's next here? I think it might be Lance Archer. All right. Here we go. A three, two, and a one, and a zero. Yeah, it's Lance Archer, yeah. And Jake the Snake. He's got some poor little guy. Jake is a pretty huge dude, eh? Jake like, is large. Yeah, I forget that. I don't forgot you as well. how big he was. Yeah, yeah, totally. The guy is just even now. Oh, oh, there you go. Oh, there's a bump yes. on the ramp. Yes. Like a lot of people don't realize how big those guys in the '80s yeah. actually yeah, were. Yeah, that's sure, I think it. Sure. Like whether it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Ooh. Dollar Man, or yeah. whether it's like I mean, these we were saying that before, weren't we? Yeah, they're like legitimately big yeah. guys. Yeah. Because everybody was big back then, right? Yeah, everybody was big back so it's then. It's hard yeah. to see, you know. 
Like like Bret Hart was one of the smaller guys back then. Yeah. You think no of how big Bret Hart really? actually is. He's a big dude. Yeah, and like who today is even Bret Hart's size? There's barely anybody. Yeah, well, what is Brett he, 6'1 Wilson. or six six foot? He's at least around there. Oh, he's yeah. over six foot. He's yeah. over, yeah. Wow. He's so cool. Oh, posted on that one. That... You know, this Matt Hardy, when you look at his body... And, and you see that, like, the stiffness in his upper torso. I can relate to that because the thing is with age, you know, you're battling this eventual downward spiral that awaits us all. But uh, there are guys in Japan who've had that same stiffness, like guys like Misawa, mm. right, who came down on his neck so many times in his career that I don't think it was healthy for him. I think that's one of the reasons why he actually ended up dying before his time. Minoru Suzuki now. He's, oh, he's geez. rather like yeah. looking like he's having a hard time moving as well. Yuji Nagata. Mm, yeah, yeah, big one. Even uh, now, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah. He he is. Oh, there you go. It's got to hurt. Yeah. Yeah, then the thing is that like that's where you've got to be wary of like coming down on your neck there. In our yeah. business, the, the thing that goes first, I think, for, for most people is their knees, right? Mm. We, we come down a lot on, on our knees. And then I think that, uh, secondly, I think it's maybe like your lower back and then your elbows and then your neck. Mm. That's, that's really, but the knees are the number one thing Yeah, in our game. I could imagine. I mean, even wearing knee pads, you know. Just yeah, some, it's not enough, is it, sometimes? Yeah, some with the impact. Small crossbody, mm-hmm. you know, standing crossbody yeah. and landing on your knees with nice knee pads still can, exactly. you know, pop your kneecap. Because yeah. a lot of those old school guys from like the 80s yes. and the 70s, they, they give you a slack, not slack, but they, they give you crap for uh for wearing knee pads and, and elbow pads and shit. What? Like, no way. Oh, yeah, yeah, because back in their day, they didn't wear them, right? Oh, gosh. But the thing is then, look what kind of condition they're in now. Exactly. No, I think it's all it's very good to preserve. I've actually recently started just wearing elbow pads all the time now. This is well, one of them anyway. It's fundamental. It's all fun and games at the start when you're starting out and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then after time, you realize how important it is to protect your joints. So cool. Look at it go. A lot of the times it's like fighting in the crowd to me is, at least on TV, it looks super duper lame. You think so? I think sometimes it looks lame, <laughs> but uh, but then I know being in the crowd there, oh, man, it's, it's just awesome. so, so yeah. fun. Right, especially if you're that person mm. nearby and they happen to, imagine how they feel, like imagine how the fan feels. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I know it's all for the live crowd and, and, and I think it's, it, that's cool about it. Yeah, but sometimes, cool because they, you know, they're not wanting to, bump any fans out there or cause any issues (laughs) like that of course so you know but a moment ago there anyway i think lance archer got to a certain point way too oh there's superman punch i guess then or orange punch or whatever you call it he just punched the ladders rung (laughs) oh that's so cool that's a good idea but when oh, just before Moxley came gosh. out, uh, Lance Archer was setting up the ladder and he had like 25 seconds and he just kind of stood there and waited for the time to run down because he wanted what to fight John Moxley. Why wouldn't he go up there and win? You know what I'm talking about? He was like too early to his spot or something. And uh, like he, like Mr. T would say, what you talking about, fool? Nice. <laughs> 
you're getting ready for this rap debut, aren't you? I am. You're gearing up. Here we go. So this is the big Hell pop yeah. now. And people yes. are popping. They're yes. jumping up and down in their seats. Oh, isn't it a beautiful thing to see a full stadium like that? Isn't arena. it ever, yeah. It's beautiful. There's a talk that their pay-per-view in February, which I think, I can't remember what is it, what that one is called now. Uh, but anyway, they are going to try to do it in a uh, a proper outdoor stadium. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They're going to try cool. to get like, you know, the, to the near 40,000 people. Wow. Let's see if they do it. I don't know. Well, now it's Paige and Moxley. Moxley taking the bump over the top rope. Oop. Over goes oh. Archer also. Oh, Cassidy is caught oh, coming oh, off the no. top rope. Oh. There you go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, people are liking Hangman Page. He's been out for a bit now. Yes. AWOL. Oh, I'm not sure what Matt Hardy cool. was doing there, but. <laughs> and now pack from behind. Oh, no. With a chair from behind. Right in the head. Dude. By the way, Heidi, I gotta, I gotta tell you. Do you know what Hangman Page's name translates to in Finnish? No, I do not. Hirtomia Sibu. Hmm. That's right. You, you, you heard it tonight on shooting the shoes. I, I need it again. Hirtomia Sibu. Oof, it sounds vicious. Hirtomia, yeah. It sounds hangman. slightly more aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Very Slavic. Yeah, I like it. So it actually does it. kind of sound a little Slavic. Here goes Pack. He's got the table now, because uh, everybody wants some tables. Oh, uh, you got it. You can't have. It's like you can't have salt without pepper, right? It's That's the it. table and the ladder. And uh, they're building up here. I've seen. Oh, there's a good, nice stiff kick. It looked anyway. But uh, to me, they're they're building up here for one of the most dangerous spots I have seen in a, in a while, to be honest with you. And um, oh, I love the danger. Yeah, well, yeah. and I think the only person who might have been able to survive this one would maybe be Pac. But then again, maybe I'm remembering it wrong and it's going to be a total wet fart. But let's see. Ew. What? Disgusting. <laughs> Heidi, don't you like the wet farts? Hey, Listen, we've all been there. That's you know. disgusting. Okay. You know you what? You they... should be ashamed of yourself. No. You know... so, and what do you do? When, when <laughs> Girls you... do not do that kind of thing. Please tell me, what do you do? Do you, do you flatulate? How oh, dare you? I don't here know. we go. What you're trying to get at, but you need to behave yourself. Oh, brutal. Oh, no. This is not the spot, but it's this is pretty. Oh, oh my God. Oh. That's a dangerous one, Man, too. That looks so painful. But he, he, that was as good as you could have done it. Oh, gosh. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, punch him in the face. <laughs> You oh know, gosh, they, they call, you know, the proper term for a wet fart is a shart. That's you know? disgusting. <laughs> Are we back on that, yeah? There we go. Hi, hi. Oh, look out. Oh, my. Oy. Was that, that not, like, that ridiculously dangerous? Wow. Yeah, that was. I don't know. you got to hand it to him for doing it, though. That's. Wow. Heidi, your new finishing move is going to be called the shart. That's disgusting. <laughs> and guess what? You're going to break it out at the fitness expo. <laughs> You're disgusting. She just hit the shart. Guys, honestly. She just, she just pulled out the shart. Can she sharted. Can we not? Yeah, yeah, I think it's good. I think it's money, to be honest with you. Shart equals green. 
my God. Brown turns to green. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Guys, <laughs> bloody hell. Oh, gosh. Uh, Matt Hardy, he's coming back from the dead. He's got to have his spot, oh, too, gosh. you know. Look at him punching Orange Cassidy right in the head. Not bad punches, really. Uh, they just looked like, you know, oh, gosh. some hammers. What's he doing? What's he doing? No, Matt, no. There you go. There you go. Matt Hardy taking the the butt drop slash leg drop. Mm -hmm. Given the leg drop, that is. That was beautiful, though, to be fair. Missed the spot here, I guess. But Archer's like, when is when is Moxley started wrestling in his uh, vest? I don't know, but the vest, if you notice, is too small for him, so he's got to, oh, like... What? Guys, he looks so cool. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Cool, cool as a cucumber. Oh, he looks cool. But, Let's not lie. Yeah, but the wrestle in the vest? Yeah, is, 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 hell is, yeah. Is he, like, Stone Cold Light? Listen, he looks awesome. Here he comes, though. I love the whole vibe. Look at him. A chair to the ass. Chass. He chasted him. Oh, man. You Here guys. we go. <laughs> He hit him. He, he, he hit him right in the. Out. He hit him right in the buttocks. Oh, all right. Here it goes. So that Ignacio you're shotting, isn't it? Bloody hell! No, it's not. <laughs> it's your lippy attitude. Oh. <laughs> Look at yes, this. Yes. Punch yes. him in the head. Getting him on the old traps. Punch him in the neck at least. Look at that. Oh, no. Oh. There he goes. No. Moxley drops. No. Hangman Page. In finish, once again, Hirtomia Silmu. <laughs> oh, no, Sibu. Sibu, sorry. I fucked it up. <laughs> Where's that boo sound? Look at that. He got the big oh, chip. That's so cool, that big chip. But don't you, after, he, after we saw those unbelievably dangerous spots all in a row, and then Moxley just kind of falls off the ladder and rolls out of the ring he fell like a shart <laughs> oh, heidi katrina's new finisher listen the that shart. is not happening all right okay there's no whatever the hell you call it in your future okay in the future we'll call it the flying <laughs> shart we are not calling it that <laughs> this is the last time we discussed this do not tell me to use that as a finisher i refuse oh gosh that bump Oof. just gets me every time i see it off oh. Well, now we got Hangman Page coming back and uh, making his return. I just saw this poll online, by the way. I got to just mention this. There was some, maybe it was pwtorch.com or one of these sites. What they they asked, <laughs> sorry, who do you think should unseat Kenny Omega for the AW Championship? And they had about maybe six, seven, eight different names that people could vote on, and. uh at the top of the list were Daniel uh, Brian Danielson and um, Hangman Page, and Page was by and large in the lead. He was he had over twice the amount of votes as uh, Danielson. Really? Yep. yep. Oh yeah. So it's like people. It seems at least the smart marks, as they call them, uh, that they seem to have a vested interest in seeing uh, Hangman Page get his comeuppance and get crowned. And maybe that's where they're going to go because the thing is that Tony Khan does listen to the wrestling fans. Oh, yeah. And uh, he gives them 
what they what they want because if you look at aw's marketing policy by and large they bring in a lot of people that they don't give any background information really on who these people much by and large are let's say the week before mm. then the week of the event the the time the match rolls around they'll say okay this guy's the son of haku or whatever you know it's yeah, like yeah. you know but they won't tell you ahead of time really who this guy is so it's kind of you're left wondering that am i supposed to know this guy mm. it's like nick gage is a good example as much as the wrestling community might know who, who nick gage is the general average fan out there won't know who the hell this guy is at all mm. so therefore it's like they're <laughs> banking on the smart community, so to speak, the smart mark community, uh, as their fundamental, how could you say, their backbone fan base. Yeah, and uh, oddly enough, they're doing pretty well at it at the moment, but there is a cap, I think. There there definitely is a ceiling there. Um, I'm wondering if uh, this move to TBS, it's um, supposedly anyway quite a uh, a bigger exposure pool you know than tnt uh tbs apparently it's it's gonna quite possibly expose them to quite a few more uh people that might be able to you know turn into wrestling fans and maybe they will have grown their own um talent like jungle boy mjf darby mm -hmm. allen sammy guevara like we heard was the you know the four pillars of the blah 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 but maybe they are gonna be able to grow those guys well enough and then in a way i kind of like the idea of like treating the smarks you know kind of like uh giving them that carrot you know just to, to keep them happy uh but um and that nick gage did get a i i remember when he came out of course the crowd there all knew who he was but mm -hmm. then on tv yeah, it's like who the hell is this guy yeah but um one question uh about this show um because i'm having a hard time to get into bobby fish uh i can see that he's good he's got experience i like the way he looks um, but there's something about him that I'm not getting yet. And I don't know if, if you guys are, if you guys got it, but, um, I think it's a good get for AEW. I think he fits here maybe better. I don't think he would go anywhere in, in WWE, but I'm just not sure how I feel about him. I think I can break this down actually, because the thing is that, um, in my estimation, the modern wrestling fan is so used to seeing high spot wrestling mm -hmm. and seeing these the dynamic and amazing athletic wrestling moves that uh, kind of like, you know, they trigger the dopamine center of the brain. Mm -hmm. Well, Bobby Fish is not that kind of wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Fish is a mixed martial arts type of presentation. Uh, his offense is largely strike-based uh, some submission stuff and whatnot. So for the average modern wrestling fan, Bobby Fish's style is not that interesting. This is why I believe that he doesn't translate well to the modern fan base. Um, I don't think it's so much to do with his charisma or lack thereof or whatnot. I think it's more so to do with it, like what they used to say about Roman Reigns about five years ago when he was a babyface. They said that Roman needs to diversify his arsenal that he's too he's too predictable too one-sided his like offense in general and no nobody nowadays makes that makes that argument anymore mm. 
right? So the things that Roman is actually pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the best at what he does right now. Yeah. But the thing is that um, if we, we have a term for guys and girls in the business uh, who rely too heavily on one bag of tricks, and that's called a one-trick pony. And uh, I'm not saying that Bobby Fish is a one-trick pony, but I am saying that I do believe that the AEW audience and even the NXT audience uh, expects a more diverse presentation offensively from the modern wrestling style. Mm. And in that way, Bobby Fish was, they could hide him. And this is not in a bad way. I don't mean because Bobby Fish is a very talented guy, but they could hide him in, in NXT as being uh, a tag team champion, right? As being a part of the undisputed era. And in that way, you don't pay attention to these details because you have so many other counterparts that are covering uh, what you're not looking for. Mm. But when you put them solo and you put them out there, all of a sudden you realize uh, something's missing. Yeah, it could be, you know, and I, I'm not even like a much of a, a high spot, you know, mark either. I, you know, I used to be for sure when it was, you know, a, the new thing when TNA was starting and, and that, that X division and stuff that was new. I'd never seen it before, but um, now I'm really interested in the, you know, I think Daniel Bryan in that way, he's, of course, the guy's incredible. Um, and a lot of the stuff he does is not very high spotty as well. But, you know, there's, you know, whatever peaks and valleys. But that's the whole thing. His yeah. offense is a lot more diverse. Maybe that's it. And, yeah. and, and he's established. You got to realize that he's been there mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. as a main roster guy for a dozen years now. But the one thing I would want out of Bobby Fish as a as a fan um, that goes at least for me with his look, I would want him to be like more of a loud mouth, you know, arrogant, maybe not so arrogant, but, you know, kind of like a uh, just the way he looks to me. I think he would be jaw jacking with the crowd and, and being a little bit more of a prick. But then I guess maybe he doesn't want to go there. But the way that he looks for me. Uh, you know who I see uh, that I would like maybe in terms of look wise is that uh, Trent Seven, mm. you know, and I think he has more of the charisma that, you know, Bobby Fish has the the body and the look and maybe even the ability. But if he had the Trent Seven character charisma, then maybe that's what I would want. Uh, there's something about it that that that's uh, that's not there in in his character. Yeah, I can see that. Heidi, what do you think? I haven't watched enough of his uh, stuff really to comment. Shame on you. But I would say that I do get what you mean with Trent Seven. He has a very powerful charisma. Because mm. I think it, through, it doesn't know? even matter that he, you know, let's be honest, the guy in terms of like a wrestling body, if you compare him to Pac, he looks like shit. But for some reason, the guy's a great wrestler and I don't care anymore that he looks like shit. But the thing is, he's also got psychology. That's that's it. Right? So the thing is, the guys, the guys are really good, like, how could you say, craftsmen. It almost yeah. works in his favor that he looks like shit because he's such a prick. He's almost like the UK's version of Dust the Road, the Mac and you know Dream. What? It's really funny you should say that because I was going to say that. I was literally thinking of that. You were, huh? I had the word, but literally his name, Dusty Rhodes, in my head. Did you? It's kind of creepy now. You keep predicting what I'm going to say. Mm. Heidi, we're made for each other. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang. Mind reader. <laughs> there we go. I, th I thought you were going to say Grado. 
Did you? No, no, no. no. What happened to Grey then? I don't know. He's still working, isn't he? He is quite a funny guy. What? What was? Wasn't he like the Dusty Rhodes of of the UK for yeah, a he bit? He was. He was actually a very super funny guy. You know, like he he was very charismatic and made everybody laugh. But I, I don't know. I haven't seen him for a while. What's he? What's he doing these but days? But he's he's very much the same as as that Dusty kind of look because yeah, in, the, in that you know so. he didn't have a body. He looked very huh. very plain, and he just was over because of his charisma, right? I wouldn't say he looked plain. Like he was very like colorful, if I remember. His... As a personality, but not as a look. What the? Hey, what the? <laughs> that is disgusting. D- Dylan has uh, found something very interesting, it's by the way. Inappropriate. This image. is the last time I tell my son to use whatever he finds around the house for his school projects. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Can you put that away now? Well, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh, that's a tyrannosaurus dicks no don't it... what what it says who who uh would you last longer oh, with man. one minute with mike that's... tyson or one minute with mia uh khalifa i guess she's she's, she's a porn star yeah. yeah i don't think i'd even get be able to get an erection with tyson but i'll try <laughs> <laughs> These memes are on a whole nother level. Like, where where are you getting these? Yeah, from? I get the, that from a uh, a uh, terrible referee named uh, Akimaki. Yeah, that, no but, way, is it Aki? Yeah, yeah. Wow. But you, but you know, wow. But we're we're actually in in very touchy territory right now because nowadays everyone's very seriously and easily offended. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't be actually joking around at all. Well, it's not a joke. It's a serious comment. Oh, is it? <laughs> But that being said, um, let's wrap her up. What do you guys, uh, you guys want to talk about anything? Well, about the, I'm speechless. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I can't get that image out of my head. Yeah, I'll I want, send it to you. I'd, well, I'd like, I'd like to still talk about, I'd like to still discuss oh, Heidi's upcoming chart. No, we're not discussing that. Thank you very much. Disgusting. Disgusting. How does that show. move work, by the way? It doesn't. It it's a no leg move. drop and you pin with your guys. What is it? A flying hip attack? You absolutely. But disgusting. you but you use the keister instead. Yeah. No, is it? Jeez. Oh, I don't know. No, wrong, wrong, wrong. What was? What's right then? There's there's no right. There's no wrong. We just do not discuss this topic anymore. <laughs> well, so show him some weird memes. Go uh, on, okay. distract him quick. Well, ladies, you've got weird stuff in there. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up, I'd like to remember. I'd like to, you you all to remember oh, actually. Yeah? yeah, I'd like to remember too. But uh, that this uh, this month in the middle of the month is the Nordic Fitness yes. Expo in Lahti, Finland, one hour north of Helsinki, on Highway Number Four. Mm. I think it was Number Four. Anyway, but it's it's a it's it's a it's it's one hour north. So uh, on the sixteenth and seventeenth of October, that's a Saturday and a Sunday, we have got the Nordic. Fitness Expo taking place, and we have got wrestling talent from five different countries in matches every single day. That's only two days, by the way. Uh, at 12.30 and 14.30, that's 2.30 p.m. So at 12.30 and 2.30 p.m. on the Saturday and the Sunday. Now, if you'd like to win free tickets... to this stellar event. This is the biggest bodybuilding and fitness expo in the Nordics of Europe on an annual basis. If you want to win tickets, all you have to do 
is hashtag and share one of our slam wrestling social media posts regarding the Nordic Fitness Expo yeah. with, with the hashtag slam at NFE. That's S L A M A T N F E, Nordic Fitness Expo. And you send a screenshot or link of your shared post to info at slamrest.com. That's info at S L A M W R E S dot com so that we can see that you've done your due diligence and taken care of what you need to take care of to be eligible to get them tickets. That's it. That's it. It's simple. It's simple. Exactly. It's just like Arnold said in that one comedy movie that he did schwarzenegger he said mm-hmm. it's simple if it jiggles it's fat hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah i thought you were gonna say it's not a tumor <laughs> uh get to the chopper okay can i can i, can I add something also what's very important is actually add- we gotta go so thanks <laughs> for- <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Also, I've got to make a point of you need to get down there just to come to the stand for our Velta, Volma Pointy um, stand. Volma Pointy. I can't pronounce it. Volma Pointy. There we go. Perkele. Okay, there's going to be Gorilla Wear products, the Skip products, the best and finest nutritional. I'm going to say vitamins and pharmaceutical brand, which is the highest brand of supplements you can get on the market. The highest grade, highest grade. Come down. It's like I've got like a parrot that just keeps. You know no, it's mean? like you got a, a shark in your pants. You got a. How sh- dare you? Oh my god! Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to work, and you guys are just, just ridiculous. You're trying to yeah, work like, us. Back it up. You're trying to work us is what you're trying to do. Listen, yeah, just what? get on down. Huh? Come to our store and just you have to check out these these this, the skip, gorilla wear, behave yourself, Volma pointy. There we go. Boom. Yeah, stacker to Europe too. Come down and all see the good yourself. stuff. Yep. Never mind the bullshit. Get the good stuff. That's it. That's it. All right. On behalf of my co-host Dylan Broda and this pestilence called the Heidi <laughs> Heidi Katrina. Yeah, you're cruising for a bruising, aren't you? You're cruising for a shart. <laughs> oh my gosh. My name is the Rebel Starbuck. Stop we'll be with you next week with more shooting the shiz. Thanks for tuning in.